So hello everyone and welcome back to a brand new episode of Our Golden Twenties. My name is Tegan, if you're new. I'm Sadie. (laughs) And uh, this week we are going to be starting with our Tuesday 10. So for new listeners, it's our 10 things that we are just loving right now. Yeah, do you want to start, Sadie? Yeah, I can kick us off. Okay, cool. So I actually have a few exciting things that I, well, a few things I'm excited to share with you guys. So first of all, Teg, have you watched Younger? I feel like I've asked you this a million times. I've watched maybe like the first four or five episodes of the first season and that's it. Okay, I think you should keep watching it. I absolutely (laughs) love this show. First of all, it's a Darren Star show. So same creator Mm -hmm. as Sex in the City and Emily in Paris, which we won't talk too much about because I think Emily in Paris was awful. (laughs) Younger is much, much better. Um, And I just absolutely love it. And it's now on season seven. It's currently like streaming um, and it's the final season. So every week a new episode is uploaded to prime so Mm. and i think it's every monday or tuesday it goes up so this is the last season and i think it is so good i'm so excited to see how it ends um for people who aren't familiar with the show basically it's about like this girl who is in her 40s but she pretends to be in her 20s and she does that in order to get a job in publishing so super fun show. It's basically like 20-year-olds taken New York City by storm in the <laughs> publishing business. Hillary Duff is in it, and I absolutely love Hillary Duff. So <laughs> that's what drew me into the show, but it's just so good, and I'm really enjoying the seventh season. So definitely check that out, especially if you're in the need of a new show to get you pumped up about life. Mm. another so when I was younger I was obsessed with Hilary Duff still am to this day (laughs) but I was also obsessed with Ali and AJ and my second favorite thing right now is that Ali and AJ have made a comeback and Mm -hmm. I am loving their new album it is just so like just such a vibe all the songs it's just like I want to be in my apartment with the candles lit and have a glass of wine in hand which anybody who knows me is like Sadie you do this all the time but (laughs) (laughs) like when I'm listening to this Ali and AJ album that is where I am mentally so 10 out of 10 recommend everybody checks out their new album it's on Spotify I forget what it's called right now but my favorite song is called slow dancing so I love that song yeah so (laughs) start with that song if you want to listen to some new Ali and AJ all I can imagine is being in your arms I want you to Yeah. Third thing on my list is, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast yet, but if you follow me on my personal Instagram, I've been very obsessed with this, but I subscribe to Care of Vitamins and basically it's a, well, it's just a vitamin brand. So they do sell just like, you know, 
containers of or not containers like bottles of vitamin c and just like your regular Mm -hmm. vitamins but you can also do a personal quiz and or not a personal quiz you can do a quiz (laughs) let me get myself together here basically it gives you personalized recommendations um based on like where you live what goals and like areas you want to focus on so if it's just like general immunity if it's your hair skin nails like all that kind of stuff and then they uh, give you, since it's like a subscription service, they'll send you mm-hmm. your vitamins monthly. So you don't ever need to like think about it or when you run out, sometimes for me, I'll be really good with vitamins. But then once I run out, I forget to restock them and then I just stop taking them. So this totally prevents that. And just the whole company has been super cute. Like I tag them on social media and they like respond to me right away, like liking mm-hmm. my stories or just like... If you need any support, just let us know. And I just love that so much. And it's just so personalized. So I recommend that, especially if you're trying to, you know, be healthier this year. Um, vitamins is a great way to do that. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. And then next on my list is maybe something funny to mention during like isolation when we're not seeing people and we're not wearing bras, jeans, or makeup. <laughs> but I placed an order uh, during the Sephora sale and I finally tried out Rare Beauty's foundation. So Mm. I've actually heard like a lot of good things about it, but I'm not the type of person to typically um, splurge on foundation. Like I usually just get mine from shoppers and call it a day. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you know what? I love Selena Gomez. I guess This whole rant is just me going on a conclusion that I'm still obsessed with the same celebrities I was obsessed with (laughs) when I was like 12 years old. But anyways, I think Selena Gomez is really, really awesome. So I was like, all right, let's try out her beauty line. And I've been loving the foundation. It's called the Liquid Touch Weightless Foundation. And it comes in like a gazillion shades. So I'm sure there's a shade for everyone. But I think it's really great. It's like medium coverage, feels like really light when it's on. I just really, really love it. So recommend that to everybody. I think it's like worth the money for sure. Mm, Yeah. And she has um, lupus. So she has a hard time holding like um, small things in her hands. So she designed her whole like beauty line to be um, easily accessible for people who have a hard time holding things in their hand. So it's like, yeah. Like, you know, um, the, like, shape of it, it, like, is round at the top, so it's easy to, like, if your hands are shaking. So all Uh, of the stuff in the line, like, kind of matches that so that it's easy for her to apply her own makeup because she has this. I love that. I didn't know that at all. fun fact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the packaging is, like, really nice. Like, the box that the foundation came in, I was in love with. The actual, like, product, it's very like minimal and there's not Mm -hmm. like much to it but it is like really pretty to like if you're an aesthetic person like I am (laughs) Mm -hmm. it looks nice like you know in your medicine cabinet or in your makeup drawer so yeah that's awesome that it's ticking all the boxes (laughs) okay and then last so to complete my five things on this giant list of 10 um (laughs) I've been posting some coffee content on Instagram and people have been asking me about the milk frother I use so Mm. if you guys don't know I don't drink like 
cow's milk. I usually am drinking oat milk or cashew milk. And I find sometimes those are like harder to froth up, but I seem Mm -hmm. to have gotten the technique down and I've been using a handheld milk frother. So again, I don't have like an espresso or anything. So Mm -hmm. this is like a separate you know, device that I use just to froth my milk. And it's just like a handheld thing. So there's two different like heads you can attach to it. And then it there's like three speeds that you can turn it on. The brand, it was a gift. So I'm not 100% sure where it's from, but I mm. think you can get it on Amazon. And the brand, I'm just going to spell it for you. It's all capitals, F-K-A-N-T. And it's just a handheld milk frother. So 10 out of 10 recommend to everybody, even like I said, if you don't drink like cow's milk, but you drink milk alternatives, I find this still does the job and just makes you feel, you know, like you're drinking a fancy Starbucks every single day, even though it's within the own comfort of your home and not $10 (laughs) a pop. So (laughs) yeah. Awesome. Um, So I guess I'll hop into my five to conclude the 10. Yeah. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is the show Survivor, which is like old news because <laughs> like this year season 40 came out. So it's not breaking Oh my God. News. Yeah. Oh my but God. I go through like phases with it. So last spring I had like a huge Survivor phase and then it kind of fizzled out. But now it is back and I am pumped up again. So I um, get it through like paramount plus um it's called Mm. the way we started was uh ctv had a season on its app for free and i was like okay we'll watch it seems fun and then we were like fully addicted so now we pay for paramount plus like we're past (laughs) the free trial but we're addicted um and i think it's like the perfect lockdown show because it's uh people who are isolated Like, they don't have Mm -hmm. their phones and whatever. Uh, But they're in somewhere tropical, so you still get to have a little bit of that, like, ooh, look at them, because it's all filmed in Fiji now. But it's still, like, entertaining, but it's also, like, trashy. Like, you know what's happening. Like, it's got the reality TV kind of, like, uh, cycles, so you can tell, like, who's going to go home and blah, blah, blah. So it's, like, you can still watch it and be entertained, but if you want something also that's just, like... You don't have to get insanely invested. It's just so perfect. So that's my favorite. I've been watching. We've literally, I think, watched three seasons in the last week. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. I was never into Survivor. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to check it out. I watched it, it when maybe. I was little. but And then, like, it was huge when we were little. Like, the number yeah. one show. And then it, like, stopped being huge. So I stopped watching it when I was, like, 10. But... Mm-hmm. That like literally last year, Tyrell and I just randomly got into it, and I heard that it got put onto American Netflix. So now it's like blowing up again. Mm. But it's a good mm. one, especially like the new seasons. It's harder to watch the older seasons because it's like they're all in standard def, and it's yeah. you know, yeah. it's older, oh older gosh. reality TV. But yeah, it's so good. It's so funny. Like last week's episode, we were talking about advice to our younger selves. And this year, or not, sorry, this year, this episode, I feel like we're just turning into our younger selves. Like, yeah. <laughs> bringing back exactly. all the things from our childhood and just reliving them now in our 20s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw this playlist on Spotify that was like guilty pleasures and I looked at it and 
these were just my normal playlists. And I was like, <laughs> I have no guilt whatsoever. We can maybe like share the playlist on Instagram or something. But I was like, I unironically listen to all of these songs. That's so funny. I and love I'm not that. guilty. I'm proud. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the second thing on my list is a book called The Unhoneymooners, which I recently read. And it was just like a nice, quick, like spring, summer read. It's basically like for those romance readers, it's the enemies to lovers trope. And it also has the there is only one bed trope. So if Mm. you know, you know. And if you are a romance reader and that sounds up your alley, I really liked it. It was like I read it in like three or four days. So super fun. Um, Next on my list, I just tried the Cottage Springs Raspberry Vodka Lemonade. Oh boy, that was, it's so, so good. Like I was a White Claw gal through and through, but I'm Mm. fully on the Cottage Springs bandwagon now. So So. is this like individual cans? I don't think I've heard of this. Yeah, I think it's like a new flavor because White Claw came out with two new flavors in Canada of raspberry and watermelon. I've tried the watermelon and it did not taste good. Mm. Um, And so when we were buying that at the same time, we saw Cottage Springs raspberry vodka lemonade and we were like, that doesn't sound bad. That sounds pretty good. And it's literally Mm. just tastes like pink lemonade. Mm. And it's I'm pretty sure one carb, 100 calories like it is perfect i also know cottage springs is now selling in wine bags like you know Mm. the boxed wine you can now get cottage springs like that which is so perfect like i just picture going up to a cottage you don't have to be like grabbing all your individual tiny cans you just bring your bag of cottage springs and you're set yeah you're setting the summer vibes right now tag giving us good yeah i hope so and like yeah survivor in fiji yeah i love this so fourth thing or i guess this is ninth on our overall list (laughs) is i've been digging this is more maybe a spring vibe but i've been rocking out to classical music when i work i'm usually like a lo-fi kind of gal with like lo-fi songs to study slash work to those kind of playlists Mm -hmm. um and sometimes it's like coffee shop vibes but for some reason I've just been really into classical music and I'll usually find something that's like a Bridgerton playlist or like a Pride and Prejudice Mm -hmm. playlist so it's like soft spring romantic classical yeah yeah, so I've been listening to that when I work and then last thing on my Tuesday top 10 is to try and do at-home themed nights because this is Mm. something my family has always done and like I still do with Tyrell and my brother who lives with us and we were talking to our friend and he was like I have no idea what you're talking about we're like you don't have family themed nights he's like (laughs) no you crazy people so basically this is so cute I love this (laughs) well I think it's like especially in lockdown like you should be as extra as you want to be and if you're like we are having our own (laughs) themed party with the two people who live in this house that is what we were doing and so basically we pick a theme whatever it is and Sadie's been to like a 
couple of our theme nights like we at halloween when like we couldn't tyrell and i used to have a halloween party obviously we couldn't have that this year Mm-hmm. And so we had Sadie over and we had like a 1920s themed night. So I like mm-hmm. uh, researched all this food uh, that was like from the 20s and we made it and we had drinks from there. Um, and then we did like a 1920s murder mystery and we dressed up like that. Recently, mm-hmm. my family did like a Hawaii night where I bought all these crazy cocktail ingredients to make all these like authentic Hawaiian cocktails. And we did Hawaiian food and we watched a movie and we have like a playlist and dress the part. And I just think it's so fun. And it's like such low effort, really. Like Mm -hmm. if you're already buying your groceries, you just plan in like, okay, Saturday we're having, you know, pulled pork sliders with spam. There's your Hawaii meal. But it's really, really fun. And it gives you something to like plan, something to look forward to. Yeah. Gives you an excuse to get dressed up. So I wanted to put that out there. I love that so much. I find, like you said, it can be like super low effort, but if Mm -hmm. you want to make it something huge, like you said, it's like gives you purpose, like something to plan, something to do. Mm -hmm. So if you want to take it like next level and invest a lot of time into it, like right now all we have is time, you know? So might as well. Yeah. I love that so much. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like some of these actually kind of loop into what our main topic for this episode is as kind of ways to like switch up your life, switch up your routine, keep things yeah. saucy. But so basically uh what we want to talk about is the idea that repetition speeds up our perception of time. And what that means, this was um, said by Dr. Ronald E. Riggio. I wanted to give him a shout out. But so basically <laughs> what this means is that if you are kind of feeling like all the days are blending together and you're like, I can't believe it's May already. Like time is flying by. I can't remember how I spent my last three weekends because it's just like everything's mushed together. And I feel like maybe I'm wasting my 20s. It, you are maybe feeling that because if you are doing the same things over and over and over again, your brain perceives time as going quicker. So basically, every time you do something new, your brain is re- rewiring and rewriting itself to kind of uh, keep track of these details. But if you're doing the same things over and over and over again, your brain does not need to do that and it does not need to store this information And so it's perceiving time as if it's going crazy fast. Like if you think of it like the first time you walk to school, say, or the first time you take transit to your job, it's like this whole big thing. It seems to go on forever. Like if you're an hour commuter, you feel that full hour. But by the time Mm -hmm. you've done that for a year and someone's like, hey, how was your commute? You're probably like, I don't even remember what happened. Like I remember yeah. leaving my house and then I was just at work and that, and that's because that's how your brain works. Mm-hmm. And this is why, like, I'm, I'm going to go on a tangent, but this is why people believe in visualization because that's you rewiring your brain and that kind of stuff. But your mm-hmm. brain is crazy. It does all kind of crazy things. So if you feel like you're stuck in a rut and time's flying and you are kind of wasting time It could be just because there is so much repetition in your life. Yeah, 
I think that's so interesting and like mm-hmm. something I wouldn't have necessarily thought of like on my own you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I think to like I think of just the smallest things so and it was exactly like you're saying tag obviously right now I'm not commuting but I can relate to that where like the first mm-hmm. time I did it I was like okay you know like I was commuting an hour to work and an hour home from work like after commuting a lot it feels like five minutes rather than an hour you know and Mm -hmm. now I'm finding that the smallest things that are habit and routine I don't even remember doing anymore so it could be as simple as locking the door I like Mm -hmm. told my mom and my sister about this recently is like every time I leave the house just because it's like so routine to lock the door I don't even know I do it and then when I leave I'll freak out being like, did I lock the door? Did I lock the door? And I always have, but it's just, Mm -hmm. I do it and my brain doesn't even process that I'm doing it anymore. Therefore, like, it's just like, okay, on to the next thing. So I think like you're saying, it's just like that feeling of, did I lock the door? Or like not realizing you lock the door because it's habit, but out of like all like parts of your day and all parts of your Mm -hmm. routine. And then in your mind, it just kind of, yeah, kind of, makes you feel like yeah where's the time going kind of thing yeah even like you think of your childhood and like me personally I have a terrible memory just in general but like for my childhood that feels like it was a huge chunk of my life yeah when really it's not and a big chunk of your childhood you don't even remember because you're so small but yeah. it's like, it feels like age zero to 10 could be like, oh, 75% of my life when really it's not. But it's because when you're a child, you're doing all these different things and things are changing. Uh, whereas when you're an adult and it's just like, okay, work this job Monday yeah. to Friday for the rest of your life. Then it's like suddenly your adult life is just like whipping by you. Yeah, 100%. And I do think that routines are good and Mm -hmm. I think like I don't I don't want this to like come across as like us contradicting ourselves in any way because I feel we've talked about like importance of routines um Mm -hmm. and I think it's just like finding that balance of having a routine and then switching it up so I find what's so great about a routine is that it gives you purpose, you know, like if Mm -hmm. you know you're getting up every day, you have to feed the cat, you have to, you know, get coffee and then you start your like job, it gives you a reason to get up and do something every day, right? And if you're an anxious person, a routine can help reduce your anxiety because you have Mm -hmm. some control over how the day is going to go. But I think in this case, we're just saying if your routine is becoming like consuming you you know what I mean maybe Mm. it's time to switch things up and maybe it's reestablishing a new routine for a little while and then or building on that routine like adding something new to it which we've talked about a few times in a few different you know scenarios so I think yeah I think this is super interesting yeah it's hard because like Sadie was saying we're not contradicting ourselves where like the last 15 episodes we've been saying come up with a routine do a routine now we're like (laughs) routines are the worst it's that I think as soon as you are not present in your routine like there are nights where I do my skincare and I'm like I literally do not even remember 
a single moment of it. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, that's not really why I'm doing it. Like, I don't do my skincare because I want to be beautiful. Sure, maybe that's a bonus, but I want to do it because I want to have that moment where I'm taking care of myself. So I'm like, if I'm not mindful in this, what's the point? Like, it's like if you do a workout class and you leave and you're not sweaty and you're not sore, like, was there a point? So if you're doing these practices of self-care and you're just like off in la-la land thinking of nothing, is that really considered self-care? Maybe. Ooh. I don't know. Oh, I love that. That's so... <laughs> this is me just yelling at people. <laughs> no, but I love it because I think it's just like bringing a different perspective to things, you know? And yeah. I think that's so great. And I love the word mindful. And Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe people are over it. Mindful, intentional, you know, like those Mm -hmm. are some I feel like buzzwords right now and have been for a while, but people don't understand like the power of them. And I think being mindful, like you were saying, Tag, is just having awareness of what you're doing in the moment that you're doing it. And I Mm -hmm. think that's really hard to do because I think a lot of people either – live in the future in the sense of not necessarily, you know, I'm guilty of dreaming of my one day and the person I'm aspiring to be, the person I want to be. And that could Mm -hmm. be like 10 years in the future, but it could be as simple as like, you're always thinking about, I'm doing my skincare so that I can brush my teeth so that I can watch this movie with Tyrell tonight. And then I can go Mm -hmm. to bed, you know, like it could just be like, that sort of living in the future. You're always thinking about the next thing to do rather than what you're currently doing. Mm-hmm. Or on the other hand, people are constantly living in the past and they're constantly reliving past memories or reflecting on who they used to be or how they got to where they are versus just enjoying where they're at right now. I think, mm-hmm. and I don't have the science, I don't have any doctors to quote on this one, <laughs> but I think there's like, for the most part, like that's where people are, are either like future or like past thinkers and not... Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like 100% always living in the moment. And I think obviously kind of going back to what we're saying, like there's pros and cons of living in the future, living in the past, living in the now, you know, like you should find Mm -hmm. a balance of all those things. But being mindful is just knowing what you are. Are you the type of person who lives in the past, the future or the present? And should you be trying to live more so in a different point of time, especially like in the now kind of thing. And then Mm -hmm. being mindful is just how do you do that, you know, and like doing things with intention and doing things purposely, not just doing them because it's a habit, you know, and that's just what you're doing and enjoying them too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I do feel like a big way to kind of combat time feeling like it's slipping away or you're wasting time is doing activities that help center you and make you more mindful like meditation or journaling even if you are say like a journaling prompt for you is why are these my routine and if you can't come up for reasons then like maybe that shouldn't be your routine right yeah totally I love that so much. And obviously we've talked a lot about journaling, (laughs) but I think those are some like good prompts. And it could also be like the journal prompt I love to start with. And I feel it's kind of what got me into journaling just about everything is 
and again, this is going back to me living in the future is like, who do I want to be in five years, you know, or Mm -hmm. who am I aspiring to be? And it's not necessarily listing out like my job title or anything like that. It's more so about like personality traits. And then from there, it's like, okay, well, how can I establish those routines or establish those traits now? And like what routines Mm -hmm. do I have to do to become that person kind of thing? Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, I think journaling is a great way. And then like you said, Tig, it could also then be doing on the opposite side of that, a reality check being like, what are things that I like about my current self? And what are Mm -hmm. things that I wish I could change about my current self? And then matching that to who you're aspiring to be or who you want to be one day. And then, you know, those are kind of two prompts to help you shape like your lifestyle routines or your lifestyle habits. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Even like obsessively trying to self-improve can not always be the best especially if there are things in your life that are positive that you're taking for granted like you don't need to be especially like there's a huge industry around self-improvement and so Mm -hmm. you are constantly marketed to how like yeah sure maybe you're doing great but you could be doing so much better if you had this weight loss product and you had this fancy journal and you had this blah 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 so it's good to kind of recenter yourself and be like so what's working right now because I'm sure like everyone listening to this podcast has something to be proud of because you're listening to a podcast that's literally all we talk about is like self-improvement so you're already like putting that into your you know universe Mm -hmm. so you have something to be proud of and you should spend time focusing on that as well instead of just being like okay, well, I've, you know, I've got my dream job. What's next? What's my next dream job? You know? Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. And I think too, um, another big one for me was practicing yoga. And I think Mm. this could be like any type of exercise, but for me, it's definitely yoga that's like tapped you into like the current moment. And I find Mm -hmm. any like fitness class where you're like listening to an instructor is what does it for me because I'm very Mm -hmm. much listening to what they're saying versus thinking about things but I think the whole practice of yoga is really to shut off your mind from thinking about what you're doing after practice or thinking about your day so far leading up Mm -hmm. to that practice and it's just like tuning into yourself for that however long your practice is tuning into your body you know and just like we said, like being in the present moment with yourself. And I think what people forget about yoga is that it is an exercise, you know, and you're stretching and you're moving your body and it's really great physically, but mentally too. And the whole point being that you get that self-awareness that you can then take off your yoga mat and into your day too. And like we said, that will just help you center yourself in those moments throughout your day, regardless of what you're doing. So it is definitely a practice. um, And I think, you know, journaling is definitely a way to get that awareness and start that practice. But another big one for me, that's like literally shaped, I think, like my life in general is yoga for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Walking's another good one too, especially if you walk like just by yourself without music or anything and just take the time to like think about you know, your day or your future or how you're feeling in that moment. 
It's totally. Um, and I think too, like, especially when you're walking, something that's like so easy to do to ground yourself in that moment is to literally observe the things around you. And I know this sounds like really kind of silly. Um, and I feel it's also like a coping mechanism or like a way to deal with anxiety if you're ever feeling really anxious in a moment it's to like Mm -hmm. name the things in the room or like the things that you see but it works the same when I'm on a walk like sometimes I actually have a travel story and I wanted to talk a little (laughs) bit about travel about living in the moment as well but Actually, yeah. Are you okay if I just go on story time for a second? Yeah, please do. (laughs) Okay, so this is a little bit about observing the things around you, living in the moment, all that sort of thing. So I think I talked about in a past episode that in 2018, I went on my first solo trip to San Francisco. And well, it was my first solo trip in general, and it was my first time going to San Francisco. And I... And the type of person Tegan's traveled with me and people who just listen to this podcast would probably not be surprised to know that I'm the type of person who like when I'm traveling, I map out like exactly where I'm going to go. And for the most part, like what days we're going to do what and like I Mm -hmm. just have to have a plan. So when I went to San Francisco, it was no different. And I literally had like pinned on my Google Maps like things that I wanted to do this day and I was out and I was doing them but it was again take kind of like think the day wasn't going super fast but the things I was doing was going really fast right and I remember I was it was like lunchtime like my day wasn't even halfway done yet and I'd only been out like exploring for a couple hours and I was um where was I I don't remember exactly where I was now so I was walking from point a to point b on my google maps and so focused on the route to get there that I passed joe and the juice which is super cute I wish we had them in Canada Mm. (laughs) but we don't so I was like very taken aback because I was just like wow this is so cute but I just kept walking by and then it just hit me where I was like girl you're literally in San Francisco like you don't know when you're going to be back. You don't know when you're going to pass another Joe and Juice, like Joe mm-hmm. and the Juice. You don't know, like, why don't you just stop and get off that route, get off from point A to point B and just like live in the moment a little bit. Just go mm-hmm. into the coffee shop, get yourself a coffee or a juice and just like sit down because it was like really like industrial. Yeah, I guess industrial is the right word, like very lofty in there. It was pretty quiet too so there was like Mm. no trouble to like sit down and just enjoy a drink there there were so many beautiful like luscious green plants in there and it was just so cute I was like yeah that's where I want to be right now so I turned Mm -hmm. around and just had to have that like a little bit of a reality check but it was again I was observing the things on my route rather than just going you know like from point a to point b and I even try to do that just walking around my neighborhood now when I go out for a Mm -hmm. walk bringing this whole whole story back to where we started (laughs) is if you're just walking you know around your neighborhood in the same like route that you always go you're not even really paying attention to what's going on and you're just you know more so living in your head rather than like Mm -hmm. living in that moment and you're again thinking about what am I going to eat for dinner when I get home from this walk or whatever else but when you're actually walking and I think one of the tips tag you had and I don't know if you've mentioned is like switching up that route Mm -hmm. Um, you know, 
not walking the same route every day. Switching it up is great um, to get yourself in the moment, but also just like, you know, noticing, like looking up from the sidewalk and like noticing, oh, there's actually a side street over here and maybe you don't walk down it, but it's like, I've been walking this route for five years and I never realized that that side street was there, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think a huge thing that can help is like you said, kind of switching up your routine. So if you walk the same way every day, like I, where I live, I live really close to the water. And when we first moved in, of course, we would walk to the water every single day because we're like, oh my God, how cute the water look. And whereas now we've lived here a year and so we switch it up. So we'll walk to the water once a week and then we'll walk to a different bit of the water another day and we'll walk mm-hmm. and look at people's gardens another day. And we walk during the day sometimes and we walk during night just because... It makes it more enjoyable. And like I said, if yeah. you're walking and you're like not even remembering it and you're coming home, like, yeah, you were moving your body and that, of course, is positive. But um, I feel like it can also be a way to kind of like mentally give yourself a break from just sitting in your house. So, totally. yeah. But in general, I think changing up your routine is a really great way to um, combat time flying by especially when we're all in our house and it's like maybe at the beginning of quarantine it felt so brand new and exciting and it felt like time was going so slow like I remember the beginning first couple weeks of quarantine where it's like that feels like it could have been months and it was two weeks um Mm -hmm. but then you get stuck in the same routine because you can't do anything else so uh, do you have any other kind of like ideas or tips on how to change up your day-to-day quarantine routine? <laughs> Something too that I've thought about and again going back to this idea that we're just at home and we have time to try new things. Mm-hmm. I have like a list of things that I've always wanted to do but just never done and I've never done them for absolutely no reason. So I think it's also just like changing up your routine um, could just be like we're saying, like trying something new. No, switching out different foods. I think trying a new workout's a great idea, especially like there are so many workouts online right now. So like if you've always wanted to take a dance class, like now's the perfect time because you're in your house, you know? Yeah. And that's actually a great one is like I always wanted to do Pilates, but I've never gone to a Pilates class. But I started doing Pilates just on YouTube and I'm absolutely loving it, you know, but it's like a totally... Well, the one I do is like a little bit of a hybrid yoga Pilates, but Mm. it's not like a yoga flow. So it's like a different type class than I've ever done before. So yeah, I think it's just finding things that you've always wanted to do and just making time to actually do them at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also like the idea if like you work from sweatpants, um, maybe making a day where you're like, no, I'm getting dressed up just for no reason, just so I, yeah. you know, get dressed up or switching up your playlist. Like if you listen to the hot hits every single day, like I find this happens to me where I'll have two weeks and I'm just like, I do not want to hear these songs anymore. So I'll just pick like a completely random genre of yeah. music to listen to. Or if you read the same types of books, if you only read, you know, romance books, switch it up and read something different and these are all things that you can do like safely from home 
a lot of them you can do without, you know, spending money. And the last one I wanted to talk about was um, taking a break from social media because I feel like that is a huge time suck. And it's one of those things where it's like you don't even realize you just spent two hours scrolling through Instagram or TikTok. And so if you're like, no, I want to make the most of my time today, be like, okay, from five to seven, I'm not going on my phone and I'm going to do something different then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also this might be like, I don't know. I don't know if it's totally related, but the idea of hobbies. I saw Mm. this thing on TikTok the other day that was like, we somehow at some point became obsessed with turning hobbies into side hustles and we can't just have hobbies anymore Mm -hmm. and I was like oh my god that is so true and I don't know when that shifted or like if that if everybody feels that way but I think for me 100% that resonated and I think that's also going back to this like doing something you've always wanted to do I don't know again I might have shared this already I feel like all these episodes just blend together. (laughs) And I'm like probably saying the same things over and over again. But something I've always wanted to do is learn more about coffee and Mm. wine and bartending. So I now have books on these things and like coffee, like how it's made, how it's harvested, you know, like Mm -hmm. different types of roasts and all this kind of stuff. So I just want to like know about it and have those like fun facts to whip out if I'm ever in a position where I can whip these out. But it's just like, these are like kind of hobbies, you know? And Mm -hmm. it could be artsy stuff, like painting, coloring, or, you know, anything that you can just do for fun. But again, I think it's like really important to have hobbies because when you do need that disconnect from social media, you have something else to do. And it kind of, again, slows down time because maybe you don't do like your hobby every single day mm-hmm. um like for instance if it's something artsy like maybe you just sit down once a week to draw but if you do it like somewhat inconsistently and it's not like you're saying take like your brain processing it to be time super going super quickly like it is that time where time slows down you get to enjoy doing that one special hobby whatever that is for you and there's mm-hmm. definitely magic in that and i feel as adults, we don't really have hobbies anymore. Like you said, it's just mm-hmm. going to work, coming home, making dinner, go to bed, get up, do it all over again. Yeah, no, our society is 100%. I'm very anti-capitalist in okay. lately. So <laughs> um, Here we go. our society so is yeah, 100% focused on you have to be working 24-7. So it's like you like when I got my iPad, it's like, okay, you have an iPad. So now you better be like hustling and you better be selling like those colored in pictures of people and you better be selling like line art on Etsy and you better be, you know, doing this, that and the next thing. And it's like, well, maybe I just want to do it just for me and it's just for fun. But that feels so against like the nature of what things should do. Like even, I feel like if you spend um, a Sunday on Instagram and you follow like motivational accounts, it's all just like 
Sunday's the day where I get the most work done and this is side hustle Sunday and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, obviously that's great. And certain people have to work to, you know, afford their rent and -hmm. stuff like that. But it's like, if you are comfortable enough to, you know, log out of work on a Friday and have a Saturday and Sunday, there's no like shame in spending the Sunday going on a two hour walk and then like going to the park and watching the sunset like that is totally valid. And relaxation, I think, is just as important in taking care of yourself as like hustling and making money. And so, yeah, even though on paper, it seems like every waking minute you should just be like grinding away and trying to build up your savings. It's like, what are you working for? What are you saving for? Mm-hmm. to probably spend it at some point <laughs> yeah 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 tag do you have hobbies yeah i have a couple things um i i just feel like i don't talk about them very much because it's just like i said like they're for me i guess <laughs> yeah but yeah i do like i do calligraphy and that's just like for fun, for fun. um yeah, I've been teaching myself guitar, so I usually only play guitar, like, once a week, kind of like what you were saying, and I just, mm-hmm. like, I'm not trying to be good. Yeah, how about you? I love that so much. So, I don't really have that many hobbies because I'm definitely that type of person that got sucked into the whole side hustle thing, mm-hmm. and I just recently started like reading again which Mm -hmm. was really great um and I do think reading has become like my new hobby Mm -hmm. um but besides that like I just like to like cook and bake and I like doing yoga and journaling Mm -hmm. like (laughs) all these things and they're kind of I guess hobbies but I want to pick up more hobbies and we'll see I don't know it's I find it's just like I don't know if you had a lot of hobbies like when you were younger Mm -hmm. I feel those sometimes carry over into your more like adult life but it for some reason it just feels easier to have hobbies when you're a kid than when you're an adult and I don't know if it's just because we don't always have tons of energy after working a full Mm -hmm. work day or what it is Um, maybe it's mom and dad aren't signing us up for guitar lessons anymore or you know signing us up for swimming lessons so we just like don't have those hobbies but Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting. Yeah. There's this audio going around TikTok and I don't like 100% agree with it, but it's, um, says that you need five hobbies. Uh, the first one's one to make you money. This is where like, obviously we don't necessarily agree with that, (laughs) but I like the sentiment, whether it's, I feel like you could rephrase that to be like one hobby that you could put on a resume. So then it's like, if you're volunteering, obviously you can put that on a resume Or if you're like, I'm a video editor, but maybe I'm practicing my graphic design just as a fun hobby, then that's something I can put on my resume, but it's not necessarily something that I'm doing so that I can make money. But uh, so Mm -hmm. it's one to make you money, one to keep you in shape. So that would be your yoga, one to keep you creative, one to build your knowledge. So like reading and Mm -hmm. one to evolve your mindset, like journaling. So I feel like Mm. you're killing it actually with your... I like those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like those. I'm very much though, if it's like not bettering me or not making me money, I find it a waste of time. Yeah. And that's a really bad mindset to have. So I'm trying to reshape that narrative 
And like you said, take allow myself to rest, allow myself to do things for fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a hard cycle to break if you've been thinking one way, you know, for for a good chunk of time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's the easiest way to kind of like break out of that is to just do something like completely silly and stupid. So it say it's like this Friday night I'm blasting club tunes and I'm just going to like dance like nobody's business and this is going to be my thing. <laughs> and then it's like this isn't making me money because no one wants to pay to see this. And like, (laughs) it's just going to be me like being wild and free, you know, that kind of stuff. 100%. I love that so much. Can I go on a bit of a rant about Atomic Habits now that I'm this big reader? (laughs) (laughs) So I just finished Atomic Habits and I'm pretty sure I mentioned to you guys that I was reading it and I was really enjoying it, but I think it really fits in well to this podcast uh, episode that we're like, you know, talking about routine and habits and, you know, breaking ones that you don't like and, you know, developing new ones. So Um, kind of going back to what we were saying earlier in this episode, the whole kind of concept of the book is about forming habits to basically shape your identity. And like in the first few chapters, it kind of says like, yeah, it's great that if you're a goal setter and we know that I'm very much a goal oriented person and I love setting goals, but um, the author is basically like goals are great. But first of all, we need to really like focus on the systems that help us Mm. achieve these goals and the tiny habits that help us get there. But also just because you achieve a goal doesn't mean it's permanently part of your identity, Mm. right? Like if my goal is to, I don't, I can't even think of an example right now, but you know, just because you achieve something doesn't mean that it's who you are. Like for instance, I want to run a marathon. Okay, great. Once you run that marathon, you could just totally stop running yeah. and doesn't mean you're a runner just because you ran this marathon. That might be a bad example, but basically the tiny habits and the system that you put in place is sustainable to make how you reach that goal part of who you actually are. Mm. So it'll, you know, take that goal of Um, like the tiny habit would be running every day um, in order to achieve the goal of running a marathon. But since you're now in the habit of running every day, you're now a runner and it's now shaped your identity past just achieving that goal. Does that make Mm. sense? Right. Yeah. 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 So then he also like gives tips on like how to focus on that system and how to focus on just getting 1% better every day rather than just from, you know, again, on this, like, uh, example of, like, being an athlete, if you're somebody who hasn't ran at all, like, how can you get 1% better every day mm. so that eventually you can run that marathon or eventually you can be a runner? And it's not just, like, this huge transformation that I think a lot of people think. And, again, going back to, like, my yoga journey mm. and, like, the self-awareness journey, it's, like, I've been practicing yoga for, like, six years now. So, of course, I feel like the benefits from it, but it's taken me six years of consistent practice in order to get there. It's not just because I practice yoga once that I reap the benefits of the practice. So I find that super interesting too. Um, He gives like a lot of tips on like how to stay consistent. Mm. Um, But the 
one big thing that I wanted to share with you guys. First of all, I think everybody should read this book. It's like very much like a self-help book. I thought, you know, there's some like really good just like perspective in there, but also some like good case studies. So like the whole like 1% better every day, like there's so many famous people and like the LA Lakers was an example in the book too of like people who have like adapted these ideas and how it's actually led them to success. So super interesting. But the one thing I wanted to mention, and we were kind of talking about this already, the book focuses on how to obviously set um, new habits for yourself and like create new habits and build a new routine that is good for you. But it's also on the flip side of things, how to break bad habits and how to stop doing things that basically aren't good for you. And I think, Tay, kind of going back to what you're saying about like the industry around self-improvement and people mm-hmm. are like, you know, always do this because it's going to make you so much healthier and, right. you know, it's kind of more like why you should do good habits. But for me, that's not very like sustainably motivating. And going back to like the whole fitness thing, like when I was reading this book, I was like very focused on I need to have like regular exercise, like part of my lifestyle. And I need that to be part of my identity. It can't just be a goal. It needs to be part of who I am. And I wasn't really getting inspired by, okay, great, I'm going to now start going on a walk every day Mm -hmm. and form this new healthy habit that is really positive and good for me. Like that just wasn't motivating. And sometimes it just feels like very daunting and Mm -hmm. like impossible that, you know, going for a walk every day is going to turn me into an athlete. And on the flip side of that, so uh, like I was saying, he's also talking about like breaking bad habits. And I found that's what really motivated me. Mm. And I'm like, when I'm just talking to myself, like in my own head, which I hope everybody does or else I just sound like a crazy person. Yeah, no, people do. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm like all about tough love. Like mm. that is how I motivate myself to do things. And I find this whole idea of being focused on breaking bad habits rather than being focused on establishing new good habits Mm -hmm. has been what's motivating me. So it's basically like I could go for a run because I want one day to be a runner or I can go for a run because if I don't, then I'm letting myself down. And I respond way more to that than like the positive Mm -hmm. creating a new lifestyle habit. I respond more to like breaking a bad habit. And like showing up for myself that way. So there's my little rant. Everybody read Atomic Habits <laughs> and tell me what you think because I thought it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea of like instead of saying, okay, this week I'm starting this brand new diet where I only eat this, this, and this, instead of like forming your meal plan around that, it's like I'm gonna stop eating chips after every meal exactly you know and then it's not like the huge transformation of okay now I have to completely throw out everything in my pantry and buy uh, all this Mm -hmm. new stuff it's like little things yeah exactly yeah you have to read the book yeah I will it sounds good (laughs) yeah I actually bought my copy so you can borrow mine once we can finally see each other in person yeah (laughs) some of our listeners think that Sadie and I see each other every week that's not true. This is all on that is Zoom. True. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I just said that's true. 
but that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. That's what people think, but it yeah, is not, it's not true. true that the reality. We see each other. Yeah, it's very sad. We haven't yeah. seen each other since November. Yeah, that's insane. That's a really long time. That is a long time. <laughs> She's counting. That's six months. <laughs> oh my Girl, that's God. half a year. Literally half a year. That's crazy. Yeah, that's oh actually man. messed up. Because we've been on lockdown that whole time. Yeah. We haven't been. We've been trying to follow the rules. But yeah. Yeah, that's Oh, nuts. man. This is taking a dark turn, Tag. I know. This is such a bummer. Good thing we have a podcast where we can talk to each other once a week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. that's See, the listeners, yeah. you guys are on the same level to me as Sadie because I don't see you guys either. So we're all just equal friends here. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's messed up. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god. Man. The Should big we... that was the biggest realization of this whole podcast. Yeah. Not how to, you know, change your life around. It was just, wow. Things are messed up. This is why we have to change <laughs> our lives around. Yeah, exactly. Cuz it's just such a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, the light's coming. We're almost at the end of the tunnel, I believe. Yeah. In us. I know. I can't wait. Yeah. And that's going to be so good. It's going to be such a transformation that we're all going to be like living our best lives. Yeah. Yeah. It'll it'll be worth the wait. I was going to say, but I was like, "Eh, we'll see. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Is that where you okay, want to leave it? Well, I think so. Yeah, I'm okay. now like exhausted from my rant about atomic habits. Hey, so. that's good. <laughs> Took a lot out of me. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you got it off your chest. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um. All right. Yeah. So we put out a new episode every single Tuesday. So make sure you follow us on podcast the podcast app. Oh my god, I can't even talk. Mm-hmm. Make sure you follow us on the <laughs> Apple Podcast app. No. <laughs> make sure. Okay, that's not even correct. You don't. Make sure you're subscribed to us on the Apple Podcast app. Make sure you follow us on Spotify or wherever else you listen to podcasts. You can find us on social at our golden twenties on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Spotify. And we have a Patreon. Oh, yeah, TikTok. We're trying and not succeeding. We need your TikTok support, I think, more than anything. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's not going well. But um, And, yeah, we have a Patreon. So if you like listening to the podcast and you want to show your support, that is a great way to do that. We post the episodes there early. There's a ton of exclusive content starting as at, what? Starting as low as $2 a month. Mm-hmm. so thank you so much for listening to us rant and we yeah. will talk to y'all later see you next Tuesday <laughs>